The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Justice Mosqueda for Acme Packing Company. This is Intercepted, where we usually interview a fan of a rival team. The uh, script got flipped real early, week one of the regular season. The Athletics Arif Hassan interviewed me for Nosh Codes podcast, and we decided to cross-post it uh, this week as this week's Intercepted. I'm here with the least valuable member of the Norse Code guest rotation, Justice Mosqueda, known royalist and monarch uh, supporter, um, and also who happens to be a blogger um, with uh, SB Nation for the Packers. Was it Acme Packing Company, I think, is the SB Nation site for that. Um, so, Justice, how are you doing? Doing great. When did I become a royalist? You just keep I, calling me what, different I, names. What you, ta- I mean, you, you, talk, you talk about Packers royalty all the time. I would just feel like, you know. This sort of colonialism has just been team, part of your brand for a long colonialism. time. Colonialism, oh my goodness! <laughs> our team, our team is owned by the fans. Yeah, have, I'm sure, and and and, that, and the queen serves it. the country. Yeah, same thing for sure. Sure. What what does <laughs> the queen mean to you, Arif? Uh, well, for, first, a uh, moment of silence for uh, Lizzie. Um, I just I want to pay respects to you and the tragedy that you suffered today, uh, hearing of her passing. So, moment of silence. All right, great. Uh, is, uh, yeah, how, how has the queen impacted you personally? Oh, I thought you were going to say, how is the queen? I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, check the news, not good. Um, how, it hasn't at all. Not, wow. not one bit. Okay. Yeah, so no feelings about Lizzie in a box? I saw the Irish people chant that at a soccer game. So yeah, I, like, I saw that one too. Yeah, I wish I I wish I knew more about world politics so I could participate in more things. Assuming that hasn't stopped you before. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> We're supposed to talk about football, man. We got a blood match. Yeah, no, I, I just about? I just you know it's it's oh. it's one of the most American days of the year, the opening of football season, and also the end of another monarch. Extremely American hours right now. Um, just talk about the Packers. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, what? Do you miss most about Devontae Adams? Not having to wonder if Sammy Watkins is going to lead the team in receptions on Sunday. Because <laughs> I think that's a real possibility. You know, Alan Lazard's missed 
back-to-back practices on Wednesday and Thursday when we record this with an ankle injury because someone stepped on him. Yeah, someone stepped on him. What's going on there? I was surprised. It originally was reported as a knee injury, and I was like, how do you get stepped on and have a knee injury? Like, were you running full speed? And then they called it an ankle. I was surprised it wasn't a foot or a toe. I was getting ready for the Tova jokes again. But, yeah, I mean, if Lazard isn't out there, I mean, there's a pretty good chance your top three wide receivers in the game. I mean, I'm sure Rodgers will want to get Randall Cobb out there more than he usually does, but he's really only out there for third downs in the slot anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's – if it's not Lazard, I mean, it's going to be Jamie Watkins, who just got here. Christian Watson, who wasn't able to practice or was, yeah, wasn't able to play yeah. in the preseason. He was able to practice, wasn't able to play. And then Romeo Dobbs. So, I mean, those are all new faces. So, uh, my question is, like, I know you've never had a ton of confidence in the Packers training staff, but I, I feel like you're at a new low when they can't diagnose the right body part, right? <laughs> I think that one might have been misreported. I think that's how uh, that's how that one worked out. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the relationship that Rodgers has with receivers is like famous. He's very particular. Uh, he wants them to do things exactly his way. And I feel like with with everybody who's new to him, except obviously, of course, Randall Cobb, uh, it it there just seems like there's going to be a lot of discord, right? It feels like there's a lot of opportunity for Rodgers to get mad at people. Yeah, I think we set the over-under at two and a half uh, times that Rodgers yells at a pass catcher in the game on our Thursday show. Sure. Okay, that makes uh, sense. You know, Robert Tanyan's still out with, or limited with the uh, knee injury. He tore his ACL last year too, so he knows what's going to happen there. He's chirped at uh, Josiah DeGuara a good amount. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think we might hit the over. I think Rogers, this is the classic, like Rogers is going to choose someone's ass out game. Okay. So leading pass catcher has to be Aaron Jones then, right? He's a running back, man. Yeah. You tell me, I mean, they didn't run. We heard all this stuff from Stenovich and, you know, they like to protect all their stuff in the preseason and all that. But Stenovich was like, we got to get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on the field together. They didn't run any two back stuff this entire preseason outside okay. of like using a tight end back there or Amari Rodgers. So, well, I mean, the Vikings also like didn't play a fullback in the preseason and then they rostered one and talked him up all offseason. So, like, I, I get it, but like, I've heard so many teams talk about, hey, we, we love the second running back. We got to get, you know, both these running backs on the field at the same time. I've heard it forever. There's so like many three teams, teams that actually do it. It's yeah. like the Cowboys, the Saints, trying like the Cardinals. Like there's very few teams that actually get two backs on the field, actual running backs, not a running back and a fullback on the right. field yeah, at yeah, the yeah. same time. So yeah, so like how confident are you that that's actually going to happen? It feels it feels fake. Not really because even when they've shown a little bit like I this is going to sound dumb. I padded their family night practice because it's you the did. only time it's the only time we're going to get a look at their stuff. No, okay, not everybody run. on this uh, listening to this is a degenerate. Can you yes. tell me what padding is? I, I'm charting everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm charting everything. It's a practice. There's not even a clock, a live well, clock. You, can, you conceded on the padding versus charting controversy instantly. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm beyond the fights. But basically, so 
they they ran a couple, you know, two back sets with, uh, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and kind of used uh, uh, Aaron Jones as like a motion man, which is pretty much what they did last year, and they didn't have that many two back snaps last year. So I'm like, I haven't seen anything new out of your two back package. If it's just going to be the same, like AJ Dillon is uh, the dot, you know, running back and single back. Aaron Jones is going to be the motion man. Like, okay that's not really different than, than what you're running anyway. And then the other option is like split back gun stuff where you have uh, Aaron Jones motioning out as like a bubble screen type of guy, which like maybe you replace some of the uh, Devonte Adams, like constraints, like just like pure number count stuff, but you're having to use motion. Like Rogers going to have to look at that live. I don't know if that's going to be any sort of change of pace for him. So, I mean, it feels like this off season, has been designed specifically to make Rodgers as uncomfortable as possible, which is why, of course, he has resorted to exploring his chakra. Uh, Can you expand on that? Making him as uncomfortable as possible? I don't know. I mean, they say they talk to him every time. Rodgers was going on McAfee during the draft, telling him how many first-round grades they had on wide receivers. He was like, they have five first-round grades on wide receivers, and then the Packers traded up uh, with, with you guys, right? Didn't they trade yeah. with you guys for yeah. for like the twenty or thirty fourth pick or whatever? Yeah, they it gave was. Up two seconds to get to get a second. Yeah, highway robbery. You got highway <laughs> robbed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then the Packers, the Packers afterwards were like, "Yeah, we really like him. We had a first round grade on him." And it's like, okay, someone was lying. Either you lied to Aaron, or like, there's too many people talking. That's my biggest issue. There's too many people talking. Well, I don't wait, like how, this many, how many how many receivers team. how many receivers were drafted before Watson. Six, I think. So, you know, three of them might not have been first-round grades for the Packers. I think the only one who didn't would have been Dotson. I think that's the one from Washington. Not, uh, not Traylon? Washington. No, apparently they like Traylon. Oh, okay, interesting. But so, Traylon went, yeah, Traylon went before. Right, yeah, yeah. So, okay. With all of that in mind, so they've got... They've got, you know, an entirely new receiving core. Rodgers is going to yell at them. They are not going to do the two-back stuff, even though they are going to do the two-back stuff. Um, they've got two or three injured tight Are all three tight ends injured? No. No, Sadies isn't Sadies isn't hurt. Uh, yeah, I, no, DeGuar sorry. He, he, he has old. He's not hurt. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah. just a veteran rest day, man. Sports <laughs> science, by the way. This is sports science. This is why the Rams are the least uh, injured team in the league, like the last three years or whatever. Yeah. Sports guess science, who, guess you hired the Rams athletic trainer. Did you guys, I'm not surprised if you did. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, all the player tracking stuff where they're like doing load management and using microchips and the shoulder pads and stuff to just randomly pull guys off of the field. All that stuff comes from the Rams. Are the Packers doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. So what does the past game look like then? Oh man. I mean, it sure hopefully looks like Aaron Rodgers being accurate and a back-to-back MVP quarterback. I'm hoping. Because the last the last time Rodgers lost his top receiver was like, what, Jordy Nelson? Those years sucked. Yeah, it wasn't great, man. It wasn't great. He he will say that like he went through injuries and like that's when he he cut dairy and uh, gluten out of his diet and started taking his body more seriously. He says all that stuff uh, is kind of what uh, regenerated his career, but – I'm I'm pretty worried. I mean, Sammy is going to be able to have some deep speed. I guess so is so is uh, you know Watson and and Dobbs. But 
in terms of them being in the right places at the right time, I I legitimately worry about that in this game. I mean, Jordan Love threw an interception in the preseason with basically these guys, not including Watson, out there. Or, yeah, Watson and Watkins out there. And, like, there were five routes, and three of the guys ran the wrong route. So he had to, like, force an interception to the guy actually running the right route just because he was, like, the only option open. And it was like, I don't know, man. Those guys are the starters now. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to find a lot about this this Packers pass-catching group if Lazard can't go. I mean, it's trial by fire. Okay. Uh, it. Yeah, I mean, you're doing all the work for me. I think the... the. I still think we're going to win. I just what? I don't think it's going to be... Tough. Oh, yeah, they're going to run the wrong routes. Rodgers is going to yell at all his receivers. They keep on yeah. talking about ways to mid it, but they can't do it. They refuse to use two-back sets. Uh, but, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. Everyone's happy. I don't know if everyone's going to be happy on the front. Let's talk about the Vikings defense real quick. No, we don't need we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Let's talk a little bit more <laughs> about uh, Joe Rogan. What did you find out in your three-hour oh. deep dive of Aaron Rodgers on Joe Rogan? I'm trying to think of like what the most interesting thing out of it is. Um, I blocked a lot of it out. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan seemed appalled that like NFL players take pills and then are able to play NFL games. Like he seemed Wait, is this legitimately surprised. Yeah, he was like really surprised. Roger said he took a Percocet for a game, which is like obviously the Chicago Bears game where he developed a Southern accent in the post game interview. <laughs> um, which is very money. Um, money. <laughs> but so Roger said he popped a Percocet and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a massive mistake. And then Joe Rogan was like legit shocked that you. How do you do in that game? He came back from like three scores down. You don't remember this? He got hurt. No, man. I, I don't. He got I don't, hurt. Deshaun Kaiser was out there. It was bad vibes all oh, around. Oh, yeah. That was the Kaiser game. Okay. I remember yeah. that. And then he stormed out of the tunnel and was like, screw this. Wow. We beat the Bears. This is what we do. It's a good advertisement for Percocet, I guess. Not that the show endorses <laughs> that. <laughs> Rogers, of course, was being monitored by medical professionals. So keep that in mind, listeners. The NFL's <laughs> never had problems with medical professionals. No. Don't, no. don't Google it. Yeah, uh, the best of the best. Uh, and uh, after after their NFL career, they only go on to do wonderful things in the field of medicine. Yeah. Cool. If okay, you got uh, Cam from the Chargers, you definitely don't just tweet on Twitter. I think that would be a mistake if, if, if <laughs> hypothetically one were to do that. Hmm. Especially if they were to do it to speculate on injuries. Yeah, no one, no, no doctors would ever do that on Twitter.com. Okay, so that part is of the, a I, weird I, niche. I want to talk about that a little bit. And that makes go. me uncomfortable. <laughs> that there are doctors that speculate on injuries based off of video on Twitter. And half the time they're wrong. And it's like, I don't know. Doesn't this make your profession look bad that you guys what? are doing this? <laughs> like it used to just be like guys in their underwear who have fantasy teams doing that. But now we have like actual doctors doing it, and they have like okay, the same. Okay, so here's the thing: the guys before the, before the doctor showed up doing that, the guys in their underwear doing that got just as much traction as the doctors do now. People would listen to them just as much. They'd be like, "Oh, that's a non-contact. That sounds like MCL and PCL. That's bad." And people would be like, "Yeah, no, absolutely for sure." And it turns out they just like stubbed their toe. Like, I. I feel like if that's going to happen, if people are going to get traction speculating, wouldn't you rather it be a medical professional? 
no. I'd rather it be no. the dummies and we all ignore it. We come together. But we don't. That's, the, that's my point is that we don't. I would. I'll do okay, it. But, but you're, I'll but, ignore the dummies. But, yeah, but, but that's a choice you're already making anyway. Like your behavior doesn't change. You're not listening to the doctors now, are you? I always listen to the doctors, Reef. <laughs> Unlike Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Back to square one. Uh, do you do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, sons his uh, uh, seventh chakra? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't want to get demonetized. I think he probably does. Yeah. I mean, Isn't I don't that, care doesn't does, that give you yeah, cancer? He does. I mean, I'm sure being out in the sun gives you cancer to a certain point, but that was a very blogger question. The question I just asked. <laughs> yeah, does going into the sun give you cancer? No, no, no. It, it, specifically of the perineum, right? Because that's not an area that tends I to get no exposed idea. a lot. Do you think you, you're more likely to get skin cancer in different areas of your body? I have no clue. Yeah. You're asking 100% the wrong person. This is getting very Joe Rogan podcasty. Yeah, but now we're advocating against Joe Rogan, so it's we're in a good spot. <laughs> I think he I think he suntans his uh, perineum. <laughs> do, do, do you think that he did that before or after he met uh, Blue of Earth? Oh, that was a Shailene thing, definitely. Like oh yeah, no, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. So, so are they cool? Is that like I I, I don't have an understanding of how that worked out. Shailene and Blue yeah. of Earth. No, 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 no. Shailene and Rogers, because like Rogers kept on acting like they were cool. And then I mean, she was didn't. on Instagram being like, you were the love of my life. And that was great. That's so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Little, I've, well, I've been there. I get it. <laughs> You've been there. Tough, tough scene. Yeah. In high school. That's the thing. Tough that's scene. the difference. Rogers is like 30 something, right? You you know, Addy, when Addy leaves me. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're done. done. Yeah, you're yeah, done. I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> Because my understanding is that the only reason you come out of this podcast is that uh, you also aired on your own podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can answer some questions, I guess. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Okay. Minnesota Vikings defense. Are you Never guys- heard of it. Are you guys actually convinced that your defense is going to get better without Mike Zimmer? Am, a lot of I can, like, you, are, are you saying are we the Vikings? You collective? Oh, I'm sorry. You guys aren't. You, you guys aren't a collective shareholders group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you right. Vikings yeah. fans we are, are independent. Convinced? We pull ourselves up by our bootstraps independently. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not. I think a lot of people are. What is the case for that? Because I really don't understand that. Like, Zim Zim is great at what he does. Maybe he shouldn't have been in a head coaching role. But, like, him being able to game plan defense is, like, no one. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on this one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, well, okay, so here. Garbages, like, third downs. Like, no one was better at that than Zim. They were, no like, one. fifth in third down percentage last year. Like, the team was awful. They are still fifth defensively in yeah. third down percentage. It's just wild. Uh, no, I think I think Zimmer has uh, two out of the three best third down defenses in NFL history. So, you know, I or at least going it. back to when they tracked it, which is like ninety one, so thirty years, right? But That's all that counts. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking uh, at any stats before like two thousand four, right? Recreate like modern modern looks, like no, doesn't matter. Yeah. So uh, that that's gonna go. so here's the thing. I think. Uh, the personnel uh, until, you know, maybe one injury occurs is in a better spot than last year. Um, so there is that, um, I guess, opportunity to improve. But like at, uh, people mostly remember the end of half defenses from the Vikings because the Vikings gave up a ton of points last year, like 27th, 28th, 29th or something. And um, if you can eliminate those last two minutes, the mistakes that occurred in the last two minutes. Um, if you looked at every team uh, in the league over the course of the other 56 minutes, you know, the Vikings would have been like a 13 and three or 15 and one team. I mean, they were like phenomenal in those 56 minutes. Uh, it's those final two minutes that, that really screwed it up. And so if you've got the base to be able to be good for 56 minutes and you can just fix the one thing, it doesn't even have to be as, as good as the rest of it. It just has to be NFL average. I think that's where the confidence comes from is the idea that the defense can get better because really you just have to make sure that they don't screw up in the final moment of a half because they were like uh, in, in EPA per play, like the, the defense was like 12th best, even though it gave up the 27th most points. Right. So like there was, there were like some bones there, right? There's like a good defense hiding in there somewhere. Um, and I honestly, I do think that they'll genuinely get better on like first and second down just because that run defense is going to be good. But yeah, I, I think that it's all going to get washed out by red zone and, and third down because Mike Zimmer is also really good at red zone. He's one of the few coordinators to post uh, consistent red zone defense percentages because I, I don't think any other coordinator could be as consistent year to year as he was. So maybe uh, him in and red Belichick. Zone Belichick's a psycho when you look at that. Uh, okay, actually, no. Be- yeah, Belichick doesn't count. Yeah, his for like 20 years too. Dude, it's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. He's like five times as good as like anyone else. Yeah, over his it's career. wild. It's nuts. But yeah, I think I think red zone defense will get worse, and I think third down defense will get worse. But luckily, uh, those don't matter. So, what does your secondary look like? Who's playing in the slot? Shannon Sullivan. Wait, did you not? Did you not? Did you not see that Shannon Sullivan yelled at me on Twitter? No, I'll that's find. Great. It. What do you? Yeah, say? I'll find. It. Yeah. Um, he says, I haven't been watching camp. I'll just give you the tweet, man. Obviously. Yeah. Arm me. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that, um, you've sent me embarrassing pictures of yourself. I think. Yeah. There's, there's folders somewhere. And I'm waiting for <laughs> it. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I would never, I would never so have defensively. Those. So booth your second round pick and seeing your first round pick. They're not seeing the field really. Uh, no. That's kind of crazy. Hey, did you want more? Or <laughs> I mean, that's enough for me. I mean, is Booth healthy? I know 
what was it? He had like a hernia issue coming out of the draft. That was a pretty big deal. That's the end, mm-hmm. that's why he ended up falling down the draft. Yeah, Do those every, guys look um, healthy at all. Like if they have to come in and play, every ad- additional thing with Booth is different and unique in its own way. Um, right now it's an ankle, which I don't think he had. Um, okay, well, so here's what happens, right? So the Vikings. Um, you know, do the thing that every team does where they say, you know, know, the first rounders have to earn it. There's going to be a genuine competition at safety and a genuine competition at cornerback. And the Vikings genuinely had a starting quality safety in Cameron Bynum. It was kind of confusing when they drafted a safety. Um, And then those guys actually won the competition and the Vikings clearly didn't expect that. Um, But they also don't want to like come out of the gate losing games. So I think, I think this is just a case where like Cameron Dancer actually got better and Cameron Bynum is still playing well. I think it's one of those. And, and Lewis seen uh, has been, I would argue disappointing in camp. A lot of people, you know, disagree. They, they think that he's been doing all right, but I don't know. I feel like he's, he's late to, to doing his stuff. That's crazy. Cause he was so instinctual. Oh, he's crazy. Georgia. Instinctive. He, he knew the offenses plays before the offense did. It was wild. Yeah. Um, I, I, I sent you the tweet by the way. Vikings fans, how are they consuming the Zadarius stuff? Because Packers fans are pretty hurt right now. Are they? Are they actually hurt? Or are they just mad? Yeah, because he's lied like five different times. Lied? <laughs> yeah. He lied. Was like, I was, yes. Yes. Tell Zedarius me the lie. lied. Wait, so no, Zed- I. Just, it sounds like you're lying. No, Zadarius was like, I was in the facility the whole time to Tyler Dunn when, in fact, he was unvaccinated and was leaving the facility constantly. Which okay. had to restart well, for, first of all, we know that the Packers were not enforcing vaccination rules for who could be in and not. They were doing facility. it inside we, the building, which is what Lafleur said multiple <laughs> yeah, times. Oh yeah, I'm sure this, they were. I the bet they were. Does not count as the building. He said that multiple <laughs> times. Roger uh, says it's a witch hunt. Look, that's not what it's important. Zadarius lied. <laughs> Zadarius lied after he could have had back surgery well before week two of the season. What do you mean? The injury occurred in week one. No. What do you mean well before? No. Are you started, saying he should have had it on Tuesday instead of Wednesday? He started He started training camp on uh, on uh, NFI. Yeah, and then the Packers told him it would be no big deal, and then he got a second opinion, and the second opinion was like, yeah, you really need surgery. And that's what motivated him. That's his story. What? How do you know that's a lie? That's his story. Look, I don't want to say What is this? I've, I've said enough. I've said enough. I've said enough. <laughs> I've said enough. Look, maybe he could have had surgery multiple weeks ahead of time. And maybe they weren't pushing him to play because he wanted to play because it was a contract here for him. Because they, they did move they did move like a crazy amount of dead cap into his final year's uh cap hit, which did put him in a position where like he thought he was gonna get paid and then it became yeah, this is a contract year, but we're not going to be armed up to extend you at all. So you're in a contract year playing for free agency. Basically. Okay, so, so that's not great. So they, they told him they didn't want him. Then they told him he didn't need surgery. And then well, he they finds were trying a real to work doctor. on an extension and they couldn't he, come up to a number. Sure. So then he then he talks to a real doctor and the doctor's like, man, you're back. It's really screwed up. You got to get this fixed. He oh, gets it fixed. Like and, then he, and then he comes back and everyone, everyone treats him like he's some sort of pariah for getting his back fixed, for taking care of himself. Look, all I'm saying is some people would have maybe liked to seen it get done before week two. 
Possibly. I just like I, I I mean it sounded like you know he aggravated in 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 week one. It, it sounds like the Packers no. wanted him to play. That's he couldn't practice. He's pretty screwed Maurice, up. Man. He couldn't practice. And why did the Packers make him play? That's so screwed he, up. He look, <laughs> do what I did. Go listen to the September. Okay, 16th first of all, Matt first of all, you you will conference. never convince me to do something do what by I saying do what I did. That do is the did. least compelling thing you could have possibly said. Go back and listen to the September 16th, 2021 press conference Matt LaFleur had where he seemed very freaking mad that Zadarius – basically, he came Send across, it to me. I'm not going to go back. Send it to me. He, okay. He's, he's sounded – he sounded like a person who got convinced by Zadarius that he was healthy enough to play. Wow. That, that, that sounds like massive amounts of reading in. No. And then he, ba- he then, like, then send it to me because I'm not going to okay. do the work. Go back all the way to the was it you said okay. September 16th? I don't even September remember. 16th. Sure, find I have it. it on my. Uh, I had to like Twitter search it. Um, no, I'm I'm sure you have it on your hard drive. <laughs> he said multiple times he's like Zadarius isn't going to be able to play games until he could play can go in back to back practices. We're done with that. He's mad. Was, now I should should it? a coach get swindled? Should a coach get swindled? Probably not. This is why he hasn't won Coach of the Year. <sighs> he probably honestly shouldn't have last year. It was he Goot probably should have won Executive of the Year last year, though. He sh- he should have won Executive of the Year. Good, yeah. Oh, good. He oh, okay. Russell Douglas and and Devondre Campbell for nothing. Yeah. Well, he actually sent it to me. You madman. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm going to listen to it later. Um. Okay. So. Outside of the fact that everybody on, oh no, we actually we didn't talk about the offensive line. So this is something that you should be excited about, right? I I am the fact that Bach and Jenkins have been able to be they, they're so, listening to them as it's, limited. So, it's, so they're on the injury report, but it sounds like they're both going to play. Yeah, it says they're limited, but they're doing team drills. So, right. I mean, they're and, taking all the snaps. And and Zach Tom is like God's gift to offensive linemen. <laughs> he's he's fun, but the Packers don't seem to like him as much as the fans do. I mean, I think he's, Wait, he's, he's starting, right? He's starting at right guard. Zach Tom? No. Yeah. He's no. not? No. That's going to be Royce Newman. Oh. It, Roy, so, Royce Newman. So, if, I remember, if I remember from our conversation last year, Royce Newman got screwed up by games all the time. Yes. Still the case. Still the case based off of Oh, well, I mean, it shouldn't be an issue with a Zadarius Smith-led defense. That doesn't seem like Oh, man. Dude, if if Jenkins if Jenkins went out, um, Newman would probably play right tackle, and then Jake Hansen, who's is not he a center, good. isn't he's, Jake Hansen he, a center? He should be a backup center, but Jake Hansen would be starting at right guard in that situation. I think that's how they kind of played him the whole preseason. So, so they, they wouldn't the play. Scenario, they wouldn't play Zach Tom, even though Zach Tom had no. the best preseason I've ever heard Twitter talk about for an offensive lineman. He was like the number one rated offensive lineman by like PFF and all that stuff too. Yeah, but no, they they wouldn't play him. I think they play Jake Hansen. That seems like the way that they've been trending this whole offseason. They rotated in uh, Tom at different times at like left and right tackle. They mm-hmm. they uh, recently got him looks at left guard, which like that didn't make sense to me because John Runyon Jr. is a really good left guard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't. I, I think Tom is like their ninth offensive lineman on the depth chart. The way it ends up shaking out, so I don't. Wait, I don't so to see him is, wait, is he behind Nyman? Yeah, 
Nyman would play left tackle. So, so Hanson and Nyman are ahead of him. Does that mean Sean Ryan's ahead of him? No, not Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan has not been very good. Not Walker. Not Walker. So Okay, so Tom's eighth. No, the five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm counting. Good I double Lord. Newman somehow. I double counted Newman. My bad. <laughs> I went through my mental Dude, I, I can't believe you ran numbers for the XFL. That's insane to me. You can't even do math. <laughs> I went I went five, and then I was like, Newman, Hanson, <laughs> Mentally, I'm like, Newman's not a starter. There's no way Newman's a starter. <laughs> All right, so no, you get. I'm worried about Zedarius. This is Zedarius week. This is blood week. Right, yeah. Zedarius is going to get like half the pressures he's going to get this year. And he's going to have something printed on his t shirt. And when he gets a sack, he's lifting so up. So he's his done that before, right? He did he's that done before. It many times. Oh, yeah, okay. What, what, what did he have on his t shirt last time? Um, One was Brianna Taylor, I think. And then okay. another time he wrote Snub because he didn't make All Pro, I think. He wrote Sub? Snubbed. Snubbed. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Wait, wait, was that in 2019 at least? Yeah, I think so. Because he, ah, he made okay. it in 2020. And I think oh, he made Pro Bowls. Sure. Both years? I'm not All right, sure. so you've got two injured tackles, a blind right guard. You think you think John Runyon's good. Is Josh Myers any good? Josh Myers is good. He uh, He buried someone in the Kansas City game. The the offensive line is good, and I think Jenkins and Bakhtiari are probably healthier than uh, than what people expect from limited time. I mean, dude, box injury happened on New Year's Day, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. He's got fresh legs. Yeah, he could be a setback. He's got fresh legs. He's probably had a setback. Don't put that in the report. universe. I think the offensive line is going to be good. <laughs> the backfield is good. I don't know how they're going to get on the field together, but is Jordan Love a bust? Uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking like third year, like 20th overall pick. Bukowski told me he's good. Who did? Bukowski. His second preseason game this year, he was really good. And that's easily the best I've seen Jordan Love ever. Okay, you you didn't comment on that. So you don't think Jordan Love is good? Uh, I I think that second preseason game was really good. (laughs) The third preseason game, I was like, yeah, that's Jordan Love again. Okay. That's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, he hasn't gotten a lot of snaps. It's not like he's getting a ton of reps behind Aaron Rodgers. So, should the Packers have taken a flyer on Kellen Mond? I mean, should the Packers have traded up for Justin Jefferson? That would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Mond, not so much. I mean, he's on yeah. he's on a practice squad now, right? No, no, he made he made a roster. They uh, he got waived, and then he made a roster. Did he really? Yeah, I don't believe you. Let's Google it together. Oh, he's on the Browns. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whoa. That's weird. What he uh I guess he actually did not work with Kevin Stefanski, but hey. Um is there anything else about the offense we should talk about? Packers offense? Yeah. I think we covered all of it. I mean no, no, hold on, hold on. Is Christian Watson gonna be a bust? I have no idea. He hasn't been able to get on the field yet. <laughs> yeah, but he's but he's from NDSU. He is from NDSU, and he has had three knee surgeries to yeah. the same B already. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's never a good sign. Well, hopefully he can run downfield real fast for a couple years. Yeah, no, he could be he he be he could be a good punt gunner. I agree. Um, <laughs> is is the Romeo Dubs hype real? So 
I think his talent is absolutely as real as people make it out to be. You you the changed your like under- display name to Romeo Dubs Hall of Fame. Yeah, and then he had a couple drops in the preseason, which is what I was about to say after that. <laughs> the, the drops are going to be frustrating. He does have a couple drops in him that he's good for. But like he'll run slot fades against NFL corners and score touchdowns. Like it's going to be give fun. Give me a give me a yardage for him this year. This year? Yeah. Uh Let's go like 550. Really? That's pretty good. Fourth round rookie? Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah, you got to be lying. Let's he's, talk about the defense. Thirds in offensive player of the year, or offensive rookie of the year odds, which I think is funny. Yeah, because of your tweets. Well, you you well, absolutely I got him plus moved 10, some lines. for that. I got him plus ten thousand for that, and now it's up to like plus one thousand. So I'm trying to figure out a way how to cash out on that one. You should. I'm ready to. I might that's, do that right after. That's, we can that's okay. Messages. That's crazy. So you you get a guy on on ten thousand to one odds. You tweet about him, you change the odds, and now you cash out. That's insider trading. I they, they nailed Calvin under- Ridley for less, dude. You are very overrating. How much power <laughs> I, have. I don't. <laughs> but yeah, I got him and uh, Tyler Algier, Algier at the same price. Where is Algier? Uh, Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, I was like, they don't really have running backs. Maybe he'll win the starting job. And nope, swing. You should have picked. Uh, you should have picked the Texans guy. I should have. Because yeah, who's who's ahead of Damian Pierce? Nobody, right? Like, in, like when back? when they drafted him, who could you have reasonably said would have been ahead of him? I have no idea. I guess it like Marlon Mack, something. Yeah, I guess. All right, let's talk about the defense. Uh, who's starting next to Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry? Is it TJ Slayton or Jerron Reed? Because it's not Devontae Wyatt. Yes, it's Jerron Reed. Okay. Why, uh, Wyatt's the next guy up, though. Slayton's the backup nose tackle. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with Devontae Wyatt? Why isn't he starting? Uh, he had a concussion in the first preseason game. He doesn't have a concussion now. Why is he not starting? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they really like Reed. Everyone's just head over heels on Reed every single time they go up to a microphone. So, sounds like Reed's pretty good. Yeah, it I don't sounds know. like Wyatt's a bust. It sounds, it sounds like he's already <laughs> busting. <laughs> what's this? I don't know. He's 24. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's old as hell. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think the defensive line is fine. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line's great, obviously. I hate it. Uh, Kenny Clark, best nose tackle in the league? Ooh. So it'd be him or Vea, right? Yeah, I think those are basically your two options, right? Yeah, I think it's the one of those two. I mean, I'd probably go Vea. But Clark is right behind him. It's like how good is how situation. good is Dean Lowry? It feels like Packers fans tell me he's always underrated, and it, that you're like in Robert Woods territory. Then so underrated, you're overrated. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they chose to uh, restructure his contract and give him void years instead of extend him. So it's not like they're fighting to keep him in house. Okay, overrated. Uh, Preston Smith, can he be good? Yeah, I think he can be good. The, my why, big question is like... Why, why does it feel like ever since he showed up on the Packers, he's disappeared? Because <laughs> they drop him into coverage and just use him as an edge setter? Why? why. Well, <laughs> the first two years, it's because they had this guy named Zadaria Smith who was Never able to him. match up on the inside, and he was able to rush <laughs> the passer there. That was a pretty good situation they had going for a while. 
And now I guess like Rashawn Gary is just kind of like their designated pass rusher. They drop. Well, they're not, they're not going to drop Rashawn Gary into coverage. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So that's just kind of how that works out. The, the problem is watch when Preston and Gary, and this is something I'm going to be watching on Sunday when they get rotated out. Cause we got uh, Jonathan Garvin, uh, Kingsley and Igbari and Tipanalia behind him. Man, Dude, I hear they suck. They are not good. I think Kingsley has a chance, but he's still like very young. He started coming on at the end of the preseason, mm-hmm. but like Garvin and Tipa don't do anything for me. And they were on the team last year. So like the way the Packers end up rotating these guys, they double rotate the outside linebackers out. So it's not like, wait, really? So, so you're not, so there are situations where neither of them are on the field. Yes. It's like, Hey, like Tipa and Gar. this is the Tipa and Garvin drive. And it's like, they can't get off the field. The That's catastrophic. Why? The problem with the Packers. The Packers What's wrong with Joe Barry? Dude, they've done this since Capers, man. What's, they, what's they wrong? Yeah. Patton, but but, they, don't, they, but don't, they don't have to, right? They got a new defensive coordinator. No. They could just choose not to do that. I agree, but I'm haunted <laughs> by this double rotation my entire life. Like, it's it's always, it's it's a, always it's, Clay Matthews and Perry are on the bench next to each other. It's <laughs> never just one of them. It's both. Oh, so here's the thing. Like, I feel like... Every year, someone is hyping up the Packers defense. This year, I think with PFF Mike has been doing a lot of it. Um, but genuinely, that first line of the depth chart does look really nice. Yeah, I mean, so the Vikings looks really, really nice. The Vikings' first line of the defensive depth chart actually looks all right. Like that's that's never the issue. The Packers seem like they're always loaded with, but the defense always seems to disappoint relative to the amount of individual talent they have. If a pass rusher goes down, we're in trouble. That's what it is: pass rusher and safety. Or the two positions where it's like, if someone goes down, I don't know if there's depth. Like, I don't know if these guys are even like XFL starters. You, XFL starters. Well, I guess you would know. Uh, Quay Walker, any good? Quay Walker's very good. He's really fun. Did they overdraft Explosive. him? Huh? Did anyone draft him? Yeah, did they, did they overdraft him? Oh, no. I was excited. When they turned in the pick, I was hyped up. I love Quay. I was excited. I wanted Quay... My so my options going into the draft were the two Georges, right? Carloftis mm-hmm. and Pickens, and then mm-hmm. after that it was Quay. So I was happy to grab Quay. Okay, I can't believe Pickens fell as far as he did, man. Like oh, I I'll get tell it, you a story but, off here. but like okay, I love Pickens, man. Um, I'm gonna have to ask you about somebody else too. Okay, uh, Jerry Alexander, uh, healthy, good. Yeah, seems healthy. I think that cornerback trio is awesome, man. Sounds like Wait. Russell is going to get full time full time work in the slot. It's going to be really fun. How much experience does Russell have in the slot? Not that much. I mean, he was playing outside corner last year. Yeah. So why would you be excited about him in the slot? They seem to really like him. Like when when Savage was, in, the, they also to seem practice. to really like putting you know Jonathan Garvin and Tipa Galea on the field at the same time. Man, why, why would I I've trust seen that? Russell Douglas do great stuff. Russell Douglas <laughs> is like the third best corner in the league for like all the nerd stats. So. Yeah, okay but I mean, that, that, but that's driven by unsustainable stuff like those picks. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Roger, Rogers like loves Russell. By the way, Rogers yeah. says like Rogers is like the only person like maybe smarter than. Yeah, Russell Rogers also forced a Randall Rogers. Cobb trade. He's not a GM. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he's like the the only person like maybe smarter than Russell I've ever played with is Charles Woodson. Okay. So whenever that, you say those, does, things, does that mean he can play the year. nickel? That doesn't mean he can play the nickel. It might Ryan be. Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. We'll Matt, Matt Burke went to Harvard, and he's 11 points down in the lieutenant governor race. 
I did see. I saw <laughs> one. He slim. He slimmed up. Yeah, he's super. And two, he's yeah. he's running. Hashtag he's running. Yeah, he yeah he's he's absolutely running. He he has an eye on the presidency. You know it. Matt Burke. Yeah, I he has to. Didn't Matt he, Burke he strikes get, like, me as a guy pills? who wants that. He wants that. Wasn't he poison pilled? Matt Burke. You yeah. think about Hutch? Oh, I was okay. I was like a poison pilled president. Is this kind of a weird that, situation? That would be very funny. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think the defense is really good, especially if they're healthy. I mean, you're getting you're getting the Packers at the worst time of the year with their defense healthy. The worst worst time of the year when the defense. Is uh, the someone's going to get hurt eventually. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so. Um, I was I was talking about like how talented I think the individual members of the defense are. Went through it and I talked about how much I love Darnell Savage and I was getting nothing from the people I was talking to. Why why are people down on him? I thought he was like killer. Savage is like Savage might be the wink leak on the defense. I think like I don't I don't think he's wait who who's the third starting corner? The third, Douglas. Yeah. No, okay. So, but you mean that because it's the nickel, but Douglas is the second most talented corner. Who is the other outside Stokes, corner? Stokes is going to start as the other outside corner. Right. But doesn't Stokes suck? How is he not the weekly? No, Stokes is good. No, nah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible? Yeah, he's awful. Clip it, clipping it. Yeah. Clipping no, let's, it. we'll do that. The only reason you like him is because he's not king. I mean, that does a lot for me. <laughs> that, go, that goes a long way. Stokes is good. <laughs> Stokes has incredible makeup speed. He does lose at the line. Uh, I mean, he ran like a four-two-one, didn't he? Yeah, he he loses at the line, but he ends up making up for it. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome that that didn't just go for a sixty-yard touchdown. I'm gonna. I'm what? What is this PFF? What did the gods at PFF say about him? The unmitigated masters. A sixty-six point three. This guy. Yeah, rookie year. <laughs> but, but that's all you have. What are you talking? I use my eyes. I don't need the stats. I watch the Packers every week. You just you just gave me like a bunch of PFF stats to to justify your your dumb takes earlier. Yeah, as a yeah, that's who you are. I understand. Double standard understand. consistency um, is never your game. Darnell Savage, fifty one percent reception rate. Wow, this is pretty bad. Five hundred sixty seven yards allowed. Good lord! They NFL play pass look, I don't trust this for quarters. I don't. I don't trust them grading quarters coverage and like who gets assigned that stuff. That's your excuse? Yeah. The Packers play a ton of quarters. Okay, I okay, I, I'm looking at this right now and I realize one reason I might be biased is because his worst grade was against the Vikings. Oh, that makes sense. The game where every skill player went for a hundred yards. Yeah. yeah that, that I think tough. it was pretty fun, actually. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Just not being able to stop Thielen Jefferson or or, or Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you're getting you're getting the Vikings at the worst time when those receivers are healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so Darnell Savage, he's really good at like getting an inch away from the play and then like missing the pass breakup and allowing a completion. So that's probably why you're not getting much traction on Savage. So am I wrong? Is he is he actually bad? He's not bad. He's just it's like not, he hasn't not- taken that step yet, though. Like he's an average player. With a better upside, but like he hasn't gotten there yet. He has not. Oh, okay. I just I just went to the his PFF page again. Obviously, we always defer to PFF on everything. Um, yeah, I guess he had a fifty eight point five grade last year, and I'm just yeah. remembering his twenty twenty, which I thought was really excellent. 
Savage, yeah, he'll he'll miss some balls in the air, and it'll get frustrating. Like, there's some game, what was it, like the Cincinnati game? I can't remember what game it was. He should have had, like, three different picks, and he came down with none of them. I was like, dang, man. I feel like that's something that corrects itself. Yeah, but let's see it. I want to see it. I would love for it to correct itself against Kirk Cousins in week one. All right, well, okay, so I don't have to worry about Stokes. I don't have to worry about Savage. Got it. Understand. Um, I didn't say don't worry about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened to the Vikings kicker that you got? Uh, Gabe Bursich? Burkett? Oh, he tore his hamstring in the first preseason game. Jesus. And they were kicking off like 20-yard kickoffs. So they had to uh, waive him with the injury designation. I, I don't think they have a settlement yet with him still. Oh, so. wow. He like legit he, – he, he, he tore up his hamstring so bad – that if you watch the all twenty two, he like legit does not move after a kickoff, and they oh they like it legit impacted their special. Like they could not get usable film on kickoff in that game. So that's what happened. There. So is is that a game where you charted all the special team snaps? Yeah, and all you three. can't even use it. Well, I just did player participation for special team stuff. Okay, do you do it for anybody or just for yourself? I put it up on the site. Had a couple breakdowns. Learning yeah, a lot so, about Okay, for teams. yourself. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to know about the Vikings offense? Is there any reason to think that Kevin O'Connell is going to make this offense better? And why? What are you talking about, man? Really? Why would he make this offense better? Didn't you guys just have Kubiak's running through? He's better yeah, okay. Ob- so obviously it's still going to be a West coast system, right? There's yeah. no, so what's the difference? You cannot this seriously one, be asking that question. It's like this, this guy doesn't hate Kirk. Uh, hold on. Wh- who would you rather have in charge of your offense? Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur? What a dumb question. To both West coast offenses. I get, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so what so what changes between like how does the offense look different with Kevin O'Connell and Akubiak? Because I can tell you how it looks different between LaFleur and, and McCarthy. Uh you've got a wider menu of plays, you're giving the quarterback a little bit more in terms of pre-snap to change the play. Uh you're putting receivers on the field more often when it makes sense. Um you're just generally passing the ball a little bit more. Um I don't know, man. Like, how how did the Rams' offense look different to you than the Vikings' offense? A bunch of different ways. There's a bunch of motion. There's a much more creative use of a lot of these players. A lot more willingness. Well, the to Rams use- last year were just like a gun passing team. Yeah, they weren't even they weren't even like you know whatever you think the Shanahan, McVay, Kubiak, whatever you want to call. Yeah, it. they 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 defer to Matthew Stafford on play action usage. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. But I mean, like even even before last year, right? With Jared Goff, a version of Kirk Cousins, uh, they had a they had a bunch of different tendencies that were a lot different than the Vikings' tendencies. Not just more receivers on the field, not just more motion, but like the play action design looked better. All right, that's fair. I feel like <laughs> every Packers fan knows the Viking skill players. I just want to know about the offensive line. How are those guys holding up? Because I know Dershaw coming out was you don't want to call him soft, but like maybe okay, not well, strong. Okay, would would you have called him soft if you take out that Miami game? I can't remember. I remember the Miami game. <laughs> I yeah, I do too because I remember I three games of him. I just is, remember the Miami game. I um I was watching him 
and I was I was in a group chat, and uh, midway through the Miami game, I got so mad that I was like, I've never called a football player soft so often in my life. I feel like a Republican, and uh, the group chat roasted me, and then I posted some film from Darisa in that game, and and then they got mad too. Like it it was really <laughs> upsetting watching that Miami. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, but outside of that, actually, he did finish a lot. He was aggressive. He wasn't soft. I think apparently in the Miami game, he was just playing through like the worst injury. So, mm. uh, no, they 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 like his finishing. I don't know. You saw the McGinn stuff, right? Um, where like one scout talked about how tough and gritty and how good his finishing was. Another scout called him like soft as hell. Like that, that feels like that Very feels like it feels like it's one game that everyone's talking about. Yeah, the yeah. anonymous scouts, the esteemed colleagues of Bob McGinn. What's the interior looking? So it's Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, and Ed Ingram. Yeah, Ed Ingram. How are they looking? Uh, in prison? No. Uh, I would say that Ezra Cleveland looks fine. I think that he looks like an average guard, um, which I think is a pretty significant upgrade from where he was like two years ago when he was playing right guard and looked awful. Um, you know, the I don't know if you've seen like the the projections I think was Eric eager put out for like um, the individual offensive linemen and how you expect them to be. Um, And they ranked Cleveland pretty low, but honestly, I think that he's, he's done fine. Um, Bradbury is going to continue to be a disaster. I have not (laughs) seen anything that tells me that that's going to change. Kenny Clark food. Nice. Oh, easy, easy. Um, That's problem. Ed Ingram at times uh, looks really solid. He, he doesn't look like he fits in with the rest of the line because the rest of the line is super athletic. Because um, it's, you know, it's like Brian O'Neill, former tight end, Israel Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been a former tight end. Christian Derrissaw. Like they all, they, Garrett Bradbury, they all can run, right? They all have the ability to right. like get out ahead on screen pads. And then there's like Ed Ingram who is f- fine athletically but he's just like clearly a step and a half behind everybody. So it is weird. There's like this weird discordance when they do like the outside zone stuff, but um, he's relatively strong. He's got much better balance than, um, than Oliudo had last year. Um, but I just, I think he's just going to make a bunch of mistakes. Like I, I remember breaking down the Ed Ingram film. I was not that impressed. Then a bunch of LSU fans were like, well, he was the best player on their offensive line. And I was like, yeah, I know. I watched it. That offensive line was awful. <laughs> not just the offensive line, the whole team, the whole team. Dude, whoever played right tackle for them uh, last year, man, I hope he gets a degree. I, I, I really <laughs> hope he gets a degree. This, this is not it for him. It's LSU, so the good news is, at the very least, he transferred. <laughs> at the very least, he transferred. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have my concerns about Ingram. I think the athleticism is a big concern. I think that he can get beat to either shoulder by, by uh, people with quick steps, but you know, he's strong. He's got a good punch. Um, and, uh, and he's got the ability to get up to the second level um, if he aims right, which he didn't always do the preseason. So, um, but I, that, that will improve the pass protection overall, getting rid of all you and replacing with that Ingram. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, Brian O'Neill will remain a high level right tackle. Christian Derrissaw. I'm worried that the fan base is overrating him right now. I'm going to consider him an above average tackle, but like, yeah, they compared him to Trent Williams, and then Trent Williams shows <laughs> up, and 
and compares himself to Christian Derrissaw. And so now everybody's in a oh, froth. They Lord. wore the same number. Trent Williams last year was the best tackle I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was Easily. incredible. Not not close. Like and, and he was he was doing the stuff I've seen. never seen tackles do. Like stuff Dude, that when they were doing the like the him motioning out of the backfield to lead block <laughs> as like an off tight end. <laughs> yeah. That should have been banned. That should have been banned. That's absurd. That dude has a head of steam. He's 350 pounds and can run like the wind. Are you kidding me? And what is he, like 35? Like, what's going on? (laughs) And then they, like, gave him, like, the biggest contract ever for an offensive lineman, even though he was at that age. Like, Yeah, yeah, it was was nuts. And. And 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 he was doing stuff that like you like if you're coaching offensive linemen, you don't want them watching him. You know, one of those guys. Yeah. It's like he's like spinning around backwards because he knows he can get to where he needs to go. Like just crazy stuff. There was there was a time probably like two years ago where I was because that was probably like peak Bakhtiari before he got injured. Right. Mm -hmm. Where everyone's talking about, you know, because of the PFF stats. Right. Right. They say, you know, Bakhtiari is the best left tackle in the league. And I'm like. He might be the best pass blocker, but I'd still take Trent ahead of him. And I feel like I don't even have to like. Yeah, and now that Bakhtiari is broken, it's easier for you to say that. You can get away with it. Well, I'm not so much that. I mean, hopefully Bakhtiari returns and he's as good as he was. But after Trent's last year, it's just like, yeah, it's not even the same game, man. Like Trent is the best I've ever seen. Do you know the worst thing is there's going to be a debate about him in the Hall of Fame. I know. I can feel it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's very dumb. We should just put up highlights right now. Yeah, honestly. Uh, anyway, it's that's like your question. After after Washington like didn't tell him he had a brain tumor. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Okay. That's that's all because he had he had brain surgery. What twice? Yeah. Honestly. He was like, if we didn't catch this fast enough, I would have been dead. That's why yeah. he didn't want to play with Washington. Yeah. He was like, dude, I have no problem. Like they fired their entire medical staff trying to like make it up to him and he's like dude you don't get it i do not trust the organization yeah. which in hindsight yeah. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> anyway that's who christian dare size okay right. <laughs> so but yeah do, okay do so want to get into predictions right because uh well I just I just want to get this out because Breer tweeted out that the Vikings compare Christian Derrissaw to Trent Williams, and then uh, some some reporter was like, "I see it, I see Trent Williams in him," and then Trent Williams shows up for joint practices and he's like, "Yeah, he and he and me are like the same," and they wore they both wear seventy one, and it was it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Derrissaw is like fine, but this is going to make him a worse player. Like the universe will make him worse because of this. <laughs> He'll be punished. Anyway, before we get to predictions, what forty time do you think Pat O'Donnell ran? Oh, he ran like surprisingly fast, right? He ran like a four six or something. Yeah, you nailed four six four. Yeah, we. There's been a lot of Pat O'Donnell talk in the uh, APC Slack. He has a long <laughs> neck. Also, is he going to run? Is he going to do? Is he going to do fakes? I don't think so, but he can sure hold that ball, which is the issue that uh, Bohork has had. So that's that's what got Bohork has run out of Buffalo too. Yeah, like the, that specifically that exact issue, which yeah, Buffalo's it's not his punting. It's very weird. It's like yeah, this guy cannot hang on to a punting job, and it's not because of his punting. What well, you know, Buffalo's fine a punter now, no issues there. So yeah, glad they moved on. Yeah, 
Big ol' yikes from me. Yeah. Oof. Um, man, 23 bench reps. He could stiff arm, man. Okay. Predictions. Uh, what, what, the Packers are favored by one and a half, right? Yep. You know better than me. Yes, sir. Do you think that that's a good line? Yeah. I think that's probably fair. I Maybe a couple more points Packers would, but I probably wouldn't. A couple, a couple more. When it's a, basically a pick me and you're saying a couple more points the Packers way. Couple, couple. I'm going <laughs> 17 10 Packers. We got the best defense in the league. We're healthy on that side of the ball. Oh my God. Is that your actual? Are you going to register? That? We're great. Are you registering the 17 10 prediction? Is that your final yeah. answer? Yes. yes. Uh, I'm going I'm to play, clip that. I'm going to play that back at you. Uh, I don't even know if the Vikings are going to win. I'm not confident in the Vikings, but it's 17 10. That's nuts. It's like the 10th best offense in the league last year, and they only got better because they got a better offensive quarterback. You think 10 points is too much? Oh my God! All right, the best uh, defense in the league, maybe in modern uh, 20, 24-20 Vikings. I don't need to hear any more of this. 